to greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from Mark chapter 4 verse 35 and it reads as follows. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for giving us the opportunity to hear your word. And we thank you that you, being God who does not sleep nor slumber, you always give us mercies which are new every morning. And as we go through our lesson today, may you illuminate our hearts and minds to understand your word. All this we ask and are thankful for in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Where we read Mark chapter 4 verse 35, it's actually 
a verse that introduces us to two most important things. One, we're going to learn about the disciples' lack of faith. Number two, we will also learn that the disciples did not know who Jesus was. This verse sets the tone of what's going to come in chapter 5. However, it also becomes a bridge from the day's occurrences that Jesus had done. And Jesus had taught the disciples very many lessons. And he spoke about things that uh, people needed to understand. As we learned before, Jesus said it is important for people to take heed of what they hear. And he said that statement three times, showing how important it is to really use the ears to hear. And we must hear the word of God. We also learned about the four types of people as the sower went out to plow the seed. The last lesson, the parable that Jesus gave before this verse was about the mustard seed. And that teaching was the basis of reflecting whether the disciples of Jesus were listening and hearing to the teaching he gave. Because if you hear something or you learn something and you don't apply it, then the lesson has not meant anything. So key lessons we're going to pick up is one, we're going to pick up the disciples did not have faith. Number two, they did not even know Jesus. But let's begin on a point that reflects that although they had ears to hear, they did not hear the lesson nor learned anything that Jesus taught them particularly with the last parable he gave. Go with me, please, as I pick up the issue of this parable. From verse 30, which is five verses before the one we read, Jesus said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, it is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. And the teaching of the grain of the mustard seed comes in the three Gospels. We pick it up in the book of Matthew. Now we're reading in the book of Mark. It also comes up in the book of Luke. Why is this important? My personal learnings are that this grain of a mustard seed is likened unto the kingdom of God. It is compared to the kingdom of God because there's another kingdom that's available, which is not the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of this world looks better, looks greater, is attractive, and it offers tangible things. Things that people can hold, things that people can taste sometimes, things that people can even own and declare that they belong to them. On the other side, the kingdom of God seems invisible, seems detached from the here and now. 
However, though it looks small, it is bigger than all other kingdoms that are there. Hallelujah. What did I learn here? I learned that the kingdom of God spoken throughout the world. People ignore the word of God. They ignore Jesus as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. It looks like it is really nothing that will come to fruition in any time soon, no, in any time. And people would rather go for what they can see than what they do not see. And the kingdom of God looks small. It looks like it's not taking people anywhere. Yet, that's the kingdom that will be there forever. Check this with me. It is important to hear what Jesus was saying as he gave the people this parable. To begin with, he says, what can we liken the kingdom of God to? Or with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Then he brings in the comparison of a grain of a mustard seed. And he says, it is less than all other seeds that be in the earth. So when you talk about the saving power of Jesus, the message of the cross, it looks like not very many people follow that. It looks like it's not an everlasting kingdom. It looks like it's a temporary by the way thing. So it looks small. However, Jesus then goes on, he says, but when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all other herbs. And it shoots out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. The kingdom of God has been shared abroad to everyone that if we accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, if we receive him to be Lord of our lives and King of our lives, we become transformed into being children of God and the kingdom of God lasts forever. So you and I stand a chance that this kingdom that seems so small like a grain of a mustard seed, when Jesus returns and establishes it, it will be greater, it will be bigger, and it will be incomparable. So today we are urged to hear what Jesus is saying. He that has an ear, let him hear what the word of God is saying. Accept the Lord so that when the everlasting kingdom of which Jesus is the king there comes, you should be counted as a member of that kingdom. You don't need to pay anything. All you need know or all you need do is believe in him and accept him as your Lord and as your Savior. Hallelujah. Now Jesus gives this teaching and it comes up as I mentioned in three of the Gospels. As we've read in the book of Mark, I'd like us to look at the book of Matthew, how it comes up there. And when we go to the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 31 and 32, it comes up the same and it says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto the grain of a mustard seed, which a man goes out and sows it in the field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest amongst herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Hallelujah. 
And, and Matthew picks it up again in chapter 17, and, it's, and that's where Jesus says unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And the background of Matthew 17 is where a father had brought his son to the disciples because the son was overtaken, was possessed by a demon that at times threw him in the fire and at times threw him into the water to try and drown him. And this father has now come to Jesus for help. He says, I have come to you because I was here before, but your disciples couldn't help me. And when Jesus rebuked the demon and got it out of the sun, who got healed instantaneously, the disciples wanted to know why couldn't they do what Jesus did. And Jesus began by saying, you didn't do this, you couldn't do it because of your unbelief. You did not have faith. So we see that uh, again, a grain of a mustard seed is likened unto faith. So faith, no matter how small it is, it can do wonders. It can transform the world. All we need do is have faith. How small it is, is not the issue. Because a grain of a mustard seed, once it's planted and it grows up, it shoots out big branches and the beds of the air come and they lodge under the shadow of this tree, which then becomes bigger than all other herbs. Where is your faith? Do you have it? And if you do, who is your faith placed onto? Is it onto Jesus? And if it is not onto him, today make up your mind and your heart and put it onto Jesus. Small as it may be, it will change the course of the future. Hallelujah. And in the book of Luke, Luke picks it up in two chapters. He picks it up in chapter 13, which is reflected exactly the same as in Mark chapter 4, where we read. Yet he picks it up again in Luke chapter 17, and in verse 6, it says, And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamore tree, Be thou removed, and be uprooted, and it will be. And Jesus says, If you have that, nothing will be impossible unto you. So we see faith coming up so many a time. Now, the lesson we pick up is Jesus gives the disciples this last lesson at the end of the day. Then he says, let us go over unto the other side, our text that we read today. And I say, this text, it's a bridge between the day's occurrences, the lessons that Jesus gave to the disciples, ending with a grain of a mustard seed and the power of the small seed, how if planted and it grows, it becomes bigger than all other herbs. 
So then it takes us as a bridge to see whether the disciples had used their ears to hear what Jesus was saying. And I said there are two specific things that um, are coming up immediately after this verse that Jesus gave. That's a reflection of whether the disciples were listening and hearing the teachings and now whether as students are they going to apply. This is a question for you and I time and again. When we hear the word of God, you have been to church last week and maybe you've been to church even this week. And church can be in various uh, media, by the way. The message of God, shall I say, can come through various media. And the question becomes, that which you've heard, have you applied or are you applying in your life? Now let's go look at the disciples of Jesus. He taught them that they should have faith like a mustard seed. And it is compared to the kingdom of God. Let's go check what happens. Verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves bit into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? At this point, the sea waves are beating against the ship and the wind is strong and water is getting into the ship. Question, what is the last lesson that Jesus gave to the disciples before he said, let us go over to the other side? He taught them that if they apply faith like a grain of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible unto them. So did they apply the faith? We pick up, no, they didn't. No, they still dependent on Jesus. They got afraid and they were so fearful that they ran unto Jesus and they woke him up. And now their point is, it looks like Jesus doesn't care about them or care for them. Yet he had given them the tool that should take them to the other side. And that tool was the teaching of faith, which is like a grain of a mustard seed. We need to apply our hearts and minds. Every time we hear the word of God, we must think, what does it mean to me? What is it that I need to go apply? And immediately, once we get the lesson, let us endeavor to go out and apply it. The disciples of Jesus, they did not hear the teaching, so they were just part of the crowd, if I could put it that way, because they did not take into consideration the lesson they just learned before they got into the ship. As they go into the other side, theirs was to put into practice the lesson that Jesus gave, but they didn't. Now they are afraid. Now they go helter-skelter. Now they are out of their wits and they had forgotten what they were taught. People of God, let us not be like children who are taught something and they forget about it. 
Let us mature into understanding the word and let us become pragmatists. Let us be people who will put into action the things that we learn. So they wake Jesus up and they are even blaming him. And they say, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You don't care that we perish. Now they're thinking about their own lives and Jesus wakes up. This is the point where we now talk about learning all the time, but not maturing beyond the learnings. Verse 39 and 14, it reads as follows. And as he rose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. At this point, then Jesus spoke to them. And he said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? He had just taught them about faith like a grain of a mustard seed. And as things stand at this point, when Jesus asked them the question, it's like they have zero faith. Even the smallest grain, like that of a mustard seed, they have nothing. You and I, need to sit back and ask ourselves questions. When challenges of life come our way, where do we run to? What do we do? Who do we call? Or what do we say? The disciples did not even apply what they had just learned a few minutes ago, or you could say within the hour. Because after Jesus taught them, he said, let us go let us pass over unto the other side. And they got into a ship and they did not apply what they had just learned. Question for you and I. We have come through this challenging time, the COVID-19 era. It's not over, we know. However, you and I need to ask ourselves questions. At that point, what were we thinking? What were we saying? And having learned the word of God, did it ever occur to us to begin to speak the word of God with faith? Or were we so scared like everybody else who may not even know the word of God? That's a question that you and I need to ponder on time and time again. So the first thing, as I mentioned, we learned that the disciples did not have faith. They were ever learning, but they never came to maturity of the word. Why is faith so important? Think with me as we think about some scriptural verses. For instance, the Bible says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. So if we need faith, we need to continuously hear the word of God so that we can have faith in God and not in other things. Again, when we look at another verse, Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. When we talk about faith, it is not anything you can point or touch, but it is actually a substance of things that you're hoping are coming. And actually because of your belief, 
you have evidence before even the revelation of the actual deed. It's small and it looks insignificant. It looks like it's not taking you anywhere. Sometimes you may seem like a person whose mind doesn't work, particularly when you apply faith, because people believe in what they can see and what they can touch. But faith is actually a substance of the very things you don't see. And if we apply our faith, then those things that are invisible will be revealed and other people will wonder unto goodness. And like that grain of the mustard seed, which once planted and grows, it shoots out great branches and the beds of the air come and settle under its shadow. We need to have that kind of faith. So the disciples did not have faith even when they were taught by the master, and that is Jesus. Let us learn from the master. This time around, he's left us his word. And if we read his word, our faith will increase. Hallelujah. Let us look at the second part. When we opened up, I said, the second thing we will learn is that the disciples did not even know who Jesus was. Go with me then as we close. Verse 41. After the disciples saw the calmness come up, a great calm and the wind ceasing, the wind hearing the word of faith that came through the mouth of Jesus, the disciples showed us that they did not even know who they were walking with all these times. Verse 41, and it reads thus, And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who is this man actually? that even the wind and the sea obey him. And they were full of fear. They were terrified that Jesus speaks to nature and it hears him. And that was the lesson he gave them before they got into the ship. So, brethren, you and I have a challenge today. The question I ask myself is as many of us go to churches and we go to very many gatherings that are Christian orientated. Do we know him? At one point, Paul said in Philippians 3 verse 10, all I want is to know him. Do we know him? Because here are the 12 disciples, day in and day out, they out in the marketplaces, they're out in the synagogues, they're out there in the communities, and they're seeing, they're hearing, they're observing all that Jesus does, yet they still did not know him. I can ask the question, is it possible that you may be going to church and you may be a committed individual when it comes to attendance at your church. However, you find that you don't know the owner of the church. By the way, it is not the pastor. It is not the bishop. It is not the council that leads the church, that owns that church. No, the owner is Jesus who said, 
upon this rock I will build my church. So it is his church, the bishops, the pastors, the evangelists and all other ministries, they support and they are servants unto Jesus' church. Jesus is the owner of the church. So question for you and I, do we know him? Because if we don't know him, all that we do, we will end up like the disciples who then asked, what manner of men is this, that even the, the wind and the sea listens to him? Let us know him. The way to know him is through his word. And as I close, some lessons we picked up today. When Jesus said, let's go unto the other side, he had just taught them about faith like a grain of a mustard seed. And he wanted them to apply it. Remember, Jesus does not need the weather forecast to know whether the wind and the waves will be great and troublesome. No, he knew they were coming. That is why he gave them the lesson about how the kingdom of God can be likened to. And it can be likened to a grain of a mustard seed. It is small, but actually it is big. Greater things comes from those small things. Hallelujah. So, having taught them, he wanted them to apply and they failed successfully. You and I, remember, the kingdom of heaven is belittled. The world looks at the believers and they say that's not important. It's like a waste of time. It's like not great because it cannot be seen with the naked eye at the moment. And faith is also referred to by others as stupidity. Because when you believe in something you don't see, they say that's senseless. In the lesson we've heard today, the kingdom of God can be likened to a grain of a mustard seed, the smallest of them all, but when put into action, once it's planted and it grows up, it makes all the difference and it changes the world and it brings goodness in the community and in the world. And as the kingdom of God, it cannot be challenged. Jesus says, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible. In other words, even though the world may trouble us, which Jesus told us, we will have trouble in this world. Even if this world may take our lives because of our faith in Jesus, they cannot actually take eternal life away from us. That's a kingdom that stands forever. It looks small, like a grain of a mustard seed, but it is forever, and it is greater than all other kingdoms. Glory to God. I pray that we catch the message. I would rather go for a kingdom that lasts forever than go for a temporary kingdom that looks good for now. And I urge you, let us have faith in what Jesus tells us, and he tells us through his word. As we learned earlier, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. If we hear the word of God, our faith will be established. Nothing will move us away from Jesus. Let us know him and not fall prey and victim like the disciples did. They did not know him even though they walked with him. Do not be attached to the church, rather be attached to the owner of the church. As you go to church, know the owner and believe in the owner because he is the king of the kingdom.
of God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once more. Your mercies are new every morning. We thank you that your word brings understanding that surpasses what the world can give. And as we go through our lives, my Lord, we pray that your word may permeate our hearts and increase the faith that we have, small as it is, to know that if we apply it, nothing will be impossible. We thank you, Father, for all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.